Hey there, thanks for tuning in to Something New Every Week with your host, me, Jason Group. Each week I'm going to give you something new that's happening in our photographic world, just some great conversations with my friends, and what's going on right now. Something New Every Week is sponsored by Miller's Lab. Miller's Professional Imaging is the largest professional lab organization in the United States. They provide professional prints and press products for professional photographers in all 50 states and Canada. And they're just a great company. If you don't know them, go check them out, millerslab.com. And we're back. <laughs> that just gave me the place to pause that. So um, if you were listening to the last episode, we were talking about Lynn Goldsmith's uh, case against the Andy Warhol Foundation. It was super interesting. But And, and uh, thank you for all of that information. Um, and and um, I know that Jackie has some other questions, but I really wanted to just get right into the AI stuff and the stuff that you talked about. Um, because I think that is the most important thing that's, um, happening to us right now, real time. Um, we're not all famous Lingold Smith photographers, but this AI is, is, is a brand new thing. And, and I don't know if you want to follow up on that question, Jackie, before we give Aaron a chance to talk, but, um, yeah, I want to give you a chance as well. I just wanted to like, explore, you know, what are the biggest issues right now with AI and photographers? I know they're concerned about a lot of different things and the copyright, of course. But yeah. what are you, who are photographers coming to you with their concerns? Or have you had a case yet about well, there's, that? Um, there's, I had a couple issues with it. Um, there's a couple different areas where this, where legal issues are popping up. Um, one of them is use AI technology using other people's photos to to build on their uh, to build on their AI and whether that's uh, whether that's infringement so they're kind of scraping the internet of photos and then using that to to improve their AI technology so that's one one area another area is uh, you know for photographers who use AI how much are they reliant on it and how much are they changing their photo from from the original from the original photo, um, so if they're kind of using it more as an editing tool, but then some photographers um, and some you know famous Instagrammers and things like that, they are they are creating images purely based off of AI, um, and the question then becomes you know do they own the copyright to that if they didn't make it really if the computer I mean they have, may have put in an input um, and out popped an image uh do they own do they have ownership over that or is it just kind of free for everyone is it part of the public domain so those are kind of some of the areas that uh where ai has been affecting photography and you know what would your advice be to a photographer who you know had a concern that they had an image that was then manipulated or like I don't know if stolen is the right word, but like what, you know, I, I don't know what you would term it. Yeah. I mean, so uh, AI technologies are, it's, it's hard to figure out how to know everybody's doing something kind of different, but there are cases where people are accusing AI, certain AI companies of using previous works. So you're going to have to sh show that um, somehow. Uh, and that's a difficult thing to do is to show how, because what's happening is these, these AI um, generated images, nothing is the same. So it's, I mean, they're, they're, it's, it's a complete, everything, everything that's, 
you know, it's like a snowflake, you know, everything's, everyone is different. Um, so they may have based it off of someone else's image, but it's a pretty hard thing to prove. But I think the biggest, the biggest issue is when photographers go to register their works, they have to claim on the copyright registration, uh, are they the author? And I think this question of authorship, you know, who created this image is becoming a real problem. And it's not something that has been really dealt with right now. Um, there are a couple of cases, but there's not really any good precedents out there about, okay, if I, how much do I need to rely on, can I and can't I rely on AI? Uh, and when does that become no longer my photo? So in a sense, like when does it sort of transform in this issue? And so where, where courts have kind of come out on this is what they're, it's, it's a case, it's a fact specific um, analysis. And what they want to do is they want to look at, okay, it's okay to use AI technology software for your editing, but are you, are you the one making, and this is a question that photographers should ask themselves, who is making the artistic uh, determinations in the, in the final product of the image? Who made those? So I tell the AI, you know, I'll turn the background green. Okay, you know, I made that artistic decision. You know, if I say, okay, I want to add more of this type of trees, you know, maybe I did it. But if I said, AI, clean up this photo, make it, I mean, you could be as broad as that, you know, make this, make the, make, you know, put up, put in a sunset um, of any color, you know, do you do your thing. Um, you know, does it really, is it your photo at the end of it? And that's, it's really kind of, I, that's the question I, I think a lot of times, um, that happen is defense attorneys for copyright infringement cases where they get uh, where, it's, where they maybe get a hint of the fact that this image could have been partially generated by AI. They might say they might make the argument that no one really owns that image, that it wasn't authored by the individual, it was authored by an AI software. Um, an AI and software can't own copyrights, you know, people own copyrights. So um, what happens in that case is it becomes, you could argue that then an image becomes public domain. And what I mean by public domain is that the image doesn't have an owner, it doesn't have a copyright to it, and it's free for everyone to use. Um, uh, so I have so many questions. It's a lot of <laughs> yeah. it, it, You know, so there are artists now on Instagram, especially that are using, uh, I'm blanking on these programs now, but, you know, are creating this artwork with prompts and selling this work. And is there any precedent at this point that they actually, it is their work or because this program created it? Like, can I register that copyright if it's created by Midjourney or, you know, like the others? And so far, the Copyright Office has said, no, you can't register it. You're not the okay. author. And that, that's where this had come out. That was a particular case is someone created an image, I think, on Midjourney. Um, and they just put in one sort of simple prompt uh, and everything was generated. And then they wanted to copyright it. And the, the person... Um, they said, who's the author? And the person wrote, uh, the person who created it is the soft, it was the AI software that was used, but they're, they're the copyright owner. 
And the copyright office said, well, no, uh, the author has to be a person in order for there to be a copyright attached to it. And AI software is not a person, and there you have it. So that's where, that's so far, that's where they're coming out at. So what that means though, see, it's funny, you know, like as a human nature instinct, when we create something or when we, when it comes out of our computer, you know, we think we own it, right? And you might own like the physical nature of it. Like if you've made a print of it, no one can take that physical piece of property from you. But if you decided to take that, take that that image and put it online and someone you know copy and pasted it you may not have any rights to stop them because you don't have a copyright it's likely you don't have a copyright in it even though you maybe made a general prompt but if you made no other decisions than just kind of putting in a general um prompt of what you wanted the mid-journey to, to spit out then that's it it's likely you don't got anything um and that's where, because it's a really tough, you know, there was a case about this with, um, I think it was a monkey or a gorilla or something that took a photo, used someone's camera to take a oh, photo. Right. Yeah, you talked about this. Person, yeah, and that's kind of the, a lot of cases that they, this case is relied on with this is because the court grappled with, okay, well, who can own a copyright, you know? And they're like, well, animals can't own copyright. I mean, you know can't have copyright so that's uh which i think is unfair yeah so from using it though i think you know i think people are using it for editing which is very helpful because um traditional editing knows you would call the image you go you go through each one yourself and you would do it make your decisions yourself now you can i'm sure do this by just putting in a general you know demand request and mm -hmm. then having the AI just go through everything. Um, but a, a lot of the changes, but remember, so this is something to keep in mind is that photographers have rights to derivative works. So if the work, the final product is not very different than the original, right? So like, let's say a photographer removed, uh, you know, had the AI software remove blemishes from someone's face. Um, but they did it, you know, the AI software did it automatically. Uh, the person, the photographer just kind of put in a prompt and then they, they went through all the images. The photographer has a right to any work that is substantially similar to the original. So that's why, you know, a photo that becomes a painting or, a, uh, you know, a, a work of art that then someone takes a photograph of, they have rights to those derivative works as well. So um, that's why if you change a photo to black and white, you don't need to register the color image and the black mm. and white image. You just need yeah. to register one of them because the original, they're substantially similar to the original and have a right to make the derivative work. So, so that's where you're going to be. So with AI, if they're making these decisions, it's really not changing the overall photo itself, just minor changes, then you shouldn't have an issue. But I know some photographers that they're actually the only thing they're keeping in there is like the person's head and everything else is, you know, a photo has been completely changed. Um, with a, maybe there's a land, like a cityscape added in and all sorts of stuff. And so there's a question of, okay, well, is that really your photo anymore? Um, and I think that's, those are going to be decisions that are going to be, courts are just going to have to deal with case by as case. they come. They're right. just not equipped. It's crazy because you know the technology, especially, is moving just so fast, 
and so many different issues are popping up left and right that I just don't think the copyright the copyright law was not written for stuff like this, really. Right. You know? um, and it's going to be really hard. It's like trying to fit, you know, a round peg into a square hole. It's just you can't. It's going to be really hard for the court to reconcile. Okay, you know, this old set of laws with this new technology. Um, what how they come out on? So we kind of have to wait and see. Right, and you know, I I'm curious about. You, is there so if I make this person who made the picture in Mid Journey and then wanted to register it, is there a, is there is there technology that can tell us what it was created with? Like, is it the metadata there, or can some that that same person just say it's it's my picture and I'm registering it in copyright, and you're going to have to prove yeah, it wrong? Yeah, I mean, the the copyright office uh, there is. AI detection software out there, which okay. is really popular now, with, you know, because universities and things like that are having to use this stuff for people oh, writing right. papers. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know how much there is for images, but uh, but regardless, the Copyright Office doesn't do any sort of due diligence on their part to go and check to see. They're not going to run their stuff through some sort of soft, at least for now, they're not going to do that. What they are going to do is they're going to rely on, you know, you have to swear under oath, uh, you know, in the form of like an affidavit when you register gotcha. your image, right? Um, that you are the creator of this image. And if you're not the creator, if you're a co-creator, you have to say that. Uh, and then you have to provide the information of the other co-creator. And if it's, mm. if you are registering your image and you're saying that you are the creator, but 90% of that image is done by AI, that is a problem. And it's, you're, you're likely to get a, but the, Copyright office is not going to know where this is going to really come out at is is defense attorneys for copyright infringement. They're they're going to really hammer down. Did you make this? I want to see. They're going to demand in discovery. Uh, I want to see the raw image, and I want to compare the raw image to this to this image you registered, and let's just see how different it is. And then they're then you know they're going to want to go into the history of whatever. Uh, program you used, and I want to you know show us the history and how you came, how this final image came out. Where did you make the decisions? It's gonna they're gonna put people under oath, and it's gonna be tough, you know. So, if you may get that final registration, but if you accuse someone of infringement, attorneys are gonna start asking for stuff like this because it's gonna be more images than not. I think are gonna be more are gonna be generated by AI. I mean. It just does such good work. You mean that? Are you, are you saying that lawyers are going to take advantage of this precedent to help them uh, help their clients? <laughs> we lost Aaron. I think. I think. So. <laughs> I, you know, that we're, we're going to be. Yeah, we're going to take advantage of anything we can. <laughs> um, you know, I think too. It's important that if they do do this, to really kind of keep track of you know what changes they made. Um, to the, but you know, for but for the most part, photographers aren't going to run into these issues unless they're sort of because generally, at least a lot of my clients are they're event type photographers and weddings and things like that. Um, the images are just going to their clients; um, they're not kind of being put out, uh, and so you know that's they're not their clients not going to know. And I don't honestly, I think their client probably won't care and if as long as they're getting a good product that's all they really want right but, um, right yeah cool yeah. um well we've taken a lot of your time jackie yes. do you, do you have one <laughs> more have to start I, I, well i want to give jackie an opportunity to ask one more question and then we'll let you go <laughs> i was just going to say 
you know, it's made, like there's so much information that it makes my head spin. I mean, I just recently got a handle, I think, on NFTs, and that was like from a couple of years ago. Now, everyone's talking about AI and those implications for photographers. I don't know what's coming next, but you know, it's there'll be something next. And yeah. I think that you know, again, it sort of all originates with what you were saying before. Like, if, like photographers need to like register their copyrights right immediately no matter what, because yeah. there's also going to be always something next to worry about. Um, but yeah, I just, I really appreciate your time. It's so much great information that you've put out there. So thank oh, you thanks. for that. And Jason. Yeah, no, thanks. Yeah. appreciate it. It's really nice to talk about this. I mean, it's hard to tell where this will all go and what will come next, but I do think, you know, the basic uh, tenets of copyright will last. I mean, things, the, the, and the essential prong to what is copyrightable is whether it is original to the artist. So as long as photographers keep it a ridge, they're, they're all good. So, yeah. and, um, and that's what they should be doing. That's, they, they got a lot of skill and they just use it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I really appreciate the time too, to, that uh, you guys spent with me and give me opportunity to talk about this stuff. It's always a fun thing to do. Yeah. Um, are you are you going to be speaking anywhere in the near future where we could see you? And, and we'll put links to all of your information in, in both of the show notes for this. Yeah, well, I put in a I, hopefully at WPPI, we'll see they have they called for speakers and I put in a, an AI uh, talk because I want to go more into detail about that because I mm. feel like that's the biggest um, issue going on right now. Um, you know, I write Every now and then I'll write some articles. Um, but if people want to reach out to me, if they have questions uh, about something, you know, contracts related or copyright related or anything, I mean, we handle a lot of different matters. We're not just copyright, but we do a lot of different, um, a lot of different legal issues and a lot of, a lot of different legal issues. So yeah, they can email me. It's Aaron at Stark.law. My website is Stark.law. It's very simple, Stark.law. Um, and feel free to reach out to me. Uh, always around to give people consultations and general advice if need be and hear if they need me for something more substantial. So, but thanks guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And, and as you've heard in this, he's a friendly guy, so he's a good person to reach out to and, <laughs> and, uh, you know, definitely a great person to know in our industry. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, I'm fascinated by this stuff. Hey, and me too. It, uh, I, ha I have a feeling we're going to have you back at some point with, <laughs> with all of this leading up to WPPI because, as you said, this is changing so fluidly yeah. in our industry. So, uh, yeah. again, so um, if you have a question for Aaron, you can reach out to me or definitely reach out to, to Aaron. Uh, thank you again for being on this week's episode of Something New Every Week. Take care, everybody. Thanks, Thanks. you. Thanks again for tuning into something new every week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you do enjoy these episodes, I'd love it if you hit that subscribe button on however you're listening to this. Again, we want to thank our sponsor, Miller's Lab, millerslab.com. Great company. If you're not familiar with them, you should go check them out. Thanks again for tuning into something new every week. We will see you back here next week.